This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 93. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Rahul Nagare. Up until last year, Rahul's only public speaking had been once in fourth grade. Last year, he stepped out of his comfort zone and now speaks at meetups and word camps about once a month. Rahul is the co-founder and CEO of Scale Dynamics, where he manages thousands of WordPress websites. Hi, Rahul. Hey, Liam. Hi, welcome, Rahul. It's really nice to meet you and have you here on Hallway Chats. Can you tell us more about yourself, please? Yeah, so uh, I'm speaking from beautiful Knoxville, Tennessee, where it's lovely 35 degrees today. And I've been living here for a couple of years now. Before this, I've been all over the place, all over the world. I grew up in India near a city, uh, in a city near Mumbai. So it wasn't the, one of the largest cities, probably second largest. So I have always been used to the hustle and bustle of the big city. And from there, I directly moved to Lubbock, Texas, where they had three cars in the rush hour. <laughs> and it was fun. And after that, <laughs> I've been sort of uh, moving to different places in U.S. I travel a lot and it has been really great. So what brought you to the U.S.? Did you go to school in Lubbock, Texas? Uh, my wife went to uh, Lubbock, Texas. Uh, she did her Ph.D. In, from Texas Tech. And okay. because I work remotely, I can just follow her anywhere I go. I just need good Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that was a culture shock going there. That is kind of in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it had its moments, and it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about your trajectory to computers and WordPress and what your background is, your education, or, or how you got involved in this field. Yeah, so computers, this is something I've always done. I built my first computer when I was in third grade. And by built, I meant I just like put together the cards and everything. And back then, it was uh, the DOS operating system and basic programming and I've always been into that sort of thing. And I enjoy doing programming more than like going out. And uh, even back in those days, uh, I used to prefer typing on my computer rather than going out and playing with friends or <laughs> like doing outdoor activities. Are you still that way? Or do you, are yes, you, it sounds like pretty much, pretty much, yeah. And <laughs> you don't have to be sheepish about it. You can be bold. A lot of us are. <laughs> And yeah, and a lot of people don't like uh, admitting that I would rather be indoors and uh, work on my computer than go out for a run or something. But lately I've started doing more and more exercise, taking my dog out for hikes and stuff. But still, if it, if it was an option, I would just spend time on my computer. Yeah, it is. There's a comfort in it and you can get, there's so many things to do. There's an endless list of things to learn and see and do. On right. Computer. So it is very satisfying. I agree with you. Tell us about your relationship with WordPress. I've been using WordPress since uh, 2008, 2009. And 
I used to work for a web hosting company before that. I used to do some sort of web design. But back in those days, WordPress was sort of new to the market and only a few people were using that. Every now and then I had to support customers who had websites built on WordPress. And I was aware of the community aspect of that, but I wasn't, I was mo mostly um, focused on the server side of things, DevOps, uh, making sure WordPress is safe, fast, and that sort of thing. And I didn't get actually into uh, programming for WordPress until last couple of years. And since then, uh, WordPress, I started seeing uh, WordPress come up more and more. And in 2014, I started a managed WordPress hosting company, Nestify. And now we host around 12,000 sites on that. And these days, I mostly spend my time on, we started another division at Nestify called Scale Dynamics. It's only focused on websites that have a couple of million visitors per month. And at that point, WordPress needs special attention and uh, different set of uh, skills to keep it online, keep it secure, keep it faster. So that's what we do at Scale Dynamics now. That's pretty interesting. Talk about your process or your your journey from, sounded like you were working for somebody else when you were beginning to learn WordPress and getting into hosting and all that kind of stuff. and. Then you started uh, Nestify, I think you said, and then from Nestify, you've added on a new service called Skill Dynamics. What was that transition like going from, I'm working for this person, I might want to work for myself, oh, I like this, now I'm going to do even more. Talk, talk us through your journey, would you? Yeah, so it has been an interesting journey. Um, I used to, um, I'm one of those people that have always only worked remotely all their life. Uh, I've spent maybe a week in office and I've been working for 15 years now. And so back when I was just uh, graduating from high school, I had this remote job. Uh, I used to do Linux administration for a couple of hosting companies. And back then it was just a hobby, but they started paying really well. And then I started adding more hours and then it became a full-time job. And then I sort of just like jumped into that and started learning more and more about uh, Linux, uh, web hosting, web servers, that sort of thing. Then eventually I had to learn about security and performance. And at a point I was um, hosting most of my friends' websites. Uh, I also had some customers and I was sort of doing that on the side. And one day I just decided to make the jump and start my own company and just do that full time. So you just made this jump, but you're, you're, you're doing some very delicate work there. You're working with obviously a customer, a website that has millions of visitors uh, cares a lot about their website and their performance because it means a lot when you have that much traffic. So uh, how do you market yourself to these large clients if you're you're just jumping into being a business owner, tell us about that path and and finding customers, marketing your business, and then handling such such a large scale type of business must be a bit stressful. If I would get, guess, I don't know, maybe not. You don't yeah. seem like you're stressed at all, but <laughs> I'm feeling stressed about it. <laughs> so I sort of um, lucked into uh, 
serving these types of high traffic websites and customers. When I started, uh, it was uh, just your average managed WordPress hosting. We would take care of backups and stuff and security for you. But uh, the way we had set up the server, it used to support a lot more customers because we were on a budget back then. I used to put them a lot of customers on single server and to keep all of them fast and secure, I had to do some things on the server side. And I did the same. Uh, one of my friends had a website that was doing a few million visits per month and he tried everything AWS and some other solutions and none of them worked. So he asked me, can you do something about that? And I thought it might be a fun experiment. I hosted it on uh, one of my servers and it just performed extremely well than what he was used to before. And he used to show ads on this site. So he started making more money and that sort of uh, click, like this is something I should do. I can charge uh, people like this are uh, willing to pay hundred times more than uh, your average website customer. Yeah. And it seems like this technology works. I should just like try and find that second customer or maybe third. And because I already had one guy as an example, and that was doing a few million hits a month, it was easier to go and have that conversation with someone else. And then I sort of had to keep doing that. I made a lot of mistakes along the way. And now I have some sort of formal sales process around this. And because we serve some interesting customers, this conversation gets easier every time you talk to someone new. Let me ask you about going from customer one to two and two to three. So the first customer was an easy pickup, right? You know, your friend yeah. said to you, hey, Rahul, can you help? And you say, yeah. So now you've got a customer. Presumably your friend's site is reasonably well-known, at least to their audience, if they're getting that kind of traffic. But for that second customer, that third customer, did you know anybody else with that kind of traffic levels? Or did you just pick one of your favorite sites that gets a lot of traffic and send them an email and say, hey, here's what I did for this site over here. Are you interested? How did, how did you go about that? You know, Because as you said, the, these higher traffic sites are willing to pay more, but they must get right. all sorts of fly-by-night. And you're not a fly-by-night. And how do you show up out of the blue and say, hey, I'm not a fly-by-night operation. Let's talk. How did, how did that happen? What was that like? So yeah, that was a pretty painful and difficult process uh, going because uh, the first customer, uh, I lucked into it. I had no idea where to find the second one. And I sort of did all sorts of uh, things like, uh, because I was from engineering, engineering background, I had no idea about the sales process, outreach, lead generation, and so on. So I did uh, stuff like posting on Reddit, asking people to do beta testing on this and Facebook groups, that sort of thing. Basically, I did everything that you can read on how to start a business blog post. And most of that didn't work. Then I started uh, hanging out at LinkedIn groups. And at first, when you start because you're an engineer and you start a software company, you think your target customers are developers. And that's what I thought. And I only uh, hung out on developer groups and that sort of thing. And my wife also uh, 
had some big business background, one day she sat with me and asked me to define my ideal customer. And back that sort of forced me to get out of my comfort zone. And instead of saying, hey, uh, anyone who uses WordPress is my target customer, I was able to define websites that get 1 million or more visitors per month. From there, uh, we sort of like narrowed the list of uh, websites, started contacting them. And again, as anyone who has started a business, the first time you have to email someone, it's the most terrifying thing you have to do. What do I say? And what if they just like block me or publish this email on Twitter and say, hey, look at this guy. Yeah. He's spamming me and that sort of thing. So basically the answer is you just have to go and find people that might find your um, service useful and talk to them. They will either try it or say, no, thank you. But that's probably the worst thing that can happen. <laughs> so that second customer, was that a paying customer or did you do uh, hey, would you beta test on my server for X number of months and I'll do it for free. And then if you like it, you'll start to pay. How did that, how did that, I'm really interested in how do you right. garner yeah, and the trust from somebody whose entire business really relies on a quality <laughs> server? I'm glad you're asking that because I sort of uh, went through these thoughts. Uh, do I give them for free? Uh, offer them free service? Will they be more willing if I charge them from day one? And I sort of tried both approaches. Every time I asked someone to try this for free for a couple of months, they just tried, never took it seriously. And they sort of gave some good advice, but it never went anywhere. And for people, um, the second customer, I think it was... Uh, all-star lacrosse website they used to get again it was similar like the first customer they were running ads on the site and uptime was an issue if uh, they had any games or events going on they uh, the website would crash and they used to lose ad revenue just when it was the perfect time when people would go to their website and so instead of uh, trying this uh, hey we'll uh, give it uh, for free i just said we'll migrate it for free and uh, you can just test it for a day. You will see the performance difference and then we can talk pricing. And he was okay with that. And he said, yeah, sure. That, that's not that big of a risk to me. We migrated everything. The ads were loading faster. Site was faster. So he, was, he basically said, where do I sign up? And then I sort of uh, threw together a Stripe form <laughs> and started charging him. And then I also sent that same form to my first customer and said, hey, now we have a billing system. You can just enter your credit card here. And I went from like zero customers to two customers uh, using that approach. That's a good story. And uh, one would define that as a success story. So I'm going to ask you a question <laughs> about success because I think that sounds, that sounds really exciting. It must have been really cool to see that you were able to make that kind of an impact and you must have felt and still do feel accomplished and successful, I'm guessing. But let's see, how do you define success? Personally, professionally, I, I think maybe you can even talk a little bit about your background and having lived in a lot of different places, what that might, how that might also impact your thoughts on success. Sure. So my definition of success is the same for personal and professional life. I define success as having the ability to help others achieve whatever they are trying to achieve in their life. And professionally, it can mean 
being able to help someone with their like WordPress issues or if they're struggling with their website or something. And if you're in the position to help them, that means you're doing good in your field, you know a lot and you're successful by any measure. And same goes in personal life as well. Uh, I wouldn't say having the ability to, to help others necessarily, uh, just having the freedom to spend time with your family and not having half your attention at work when you're there is, uh, I would call that success or being able to volunteer at your community or church or any event or just being able to write a big check to someone that needs it and not expecting anything in back. That is success. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be a millionaire to do these sort of things. It's just a matter of perspective. And if you aim for this, you, uh, your satisfaction level about your life goes up. And I say that's, uh, that's the measuring stick I try to use when I'm uh, doing things from day to day. I like the, it's a matter of perspective. You don't need a big check to, to make a big difference. And when you help somebody out, you don't need to, I don't know, you know, turn their life around a hundred percent. Sometimes just giving them a, a gentle hand to help that, that turns them maybe one degree that in due course helps a lot. I, I really like the, the kind of kind, simplistic approach of that, of that definition. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. Yes, thank you. Um, tell us a little bit about the transition from living in India to living in the U.S. and not just um, Texas, but but can you tell us a little bit about your background in India and do you go back there? What's do you have staff there? Tell us yeah, so um, Nestify and Scale Dynamics are both fully remote, so we can hire people all over the world. We don't have any physical office. And a lot of my engineering team is back in India. My parents also live in India and I go there maybe once a year. And it was definitely, I wouldn't say culture shock, but uh, moving from India to US was certainly different in a lot of ways. Um, like I said, I moved to Lubbock, Texas and the first thing I noticed was how quiet everything was and in a good way. And I could re really get some thinking done, get some work done. And that was really nice compared to the chaos that goes on on the streets of India. <laughs> and then there were, there were other things like... Uh, I started getting more and more involved in community, uh, meeting new people, and everyone is just so welcoming here in the U.S. And that, I mean, you have a part of that in India, but it just felt so different to me. And that's where I started to get more and more involved in uh, community meetups, uh, meeting new people, having the comfort to speak in public, that sort of thing. And to me, that was um, life-changing, I should say. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. Uh, 
I like in your intro that you kind of told a little story about your, or Liam told your story about how you really didn't have any experience since elementary school in speaking. And now you're speaking, is it really once a month? Are you going, are you sponsoring WordCamps? Are you speaking only at WordPress things? What, what kind of speaking are you doing? So, yeah, um, I spoke in fourth grade uh, as part of school project. And after that, I, that went okay, I guess. I won a participation trophy or something. Uh, but after that, I sort of never considered this as an option, sharing what you know or speaking somewhere. And last year, because I was, uh, because with Scale Dynamics, I had to meet more and more people. And I thought this would be a good opportunity to uh, maybe talk at a few conferences and that will probably help me uh, get to know more people and so on. So I applied at a couple of word camps and Baltimore was the first one that accepted me and that was the first word camp I ever spoke at. And the experience was so nice, I just kept doing that. So now I mostly speak at word camps, but then there are events like uh, Saster, uh, some other uh, bootstrapping events, uh, business, uh, small business uh, conferences, stuff like that. But for the most part, I speak at WordCamps. I also started, uh, my company also sponsored a few WordCamps. I think I met Liam at uh, WordCamp Atlanta last year. We sure did. And, but now my focus is more and more on speaking at WordCamps because it helps uh, not only share what you know, but I also, uh, spend a lot of time at happiness power and talking to people. That's uh, sort of what attracted me to hallway chats. And it was like being at WordCamp, but from the comfort of your home. Yeah. Yeah. So what, um, keyboard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. What kinds of things do you speak about? What are your favorite things, your favorite talks that you've given? So uh, mostly I've uh, spoken about WooCommerce uh, security uh, scaling WordPress, AWS, that sort of thing. Even some of the upcoming talks are about WooCommerce and security. I also like to talk about uh, bootstrapping a business, uh, working remotely. And when I'm not, uh, apart from the talk, the conversations I have in hallways or free happiness bar are mostly related to asking people what they're struggling with, uh, what are their challenges, and you can learn a lot. And you can also apply some of those learnings in your business, or sometimes you're able to uh, offer some assistance or offer some help, or sometimes you can be just a good listener and people, everyone wins from that conversation. Yeah. Tell us, uh, is there a question that, or an answer that you get that you hear most often? Is there a trend or a theme that you hear when people, when you ask them about their challenges? Is there anything that stands out that you've heard from doing this so many times? So, um, more, uh, more often than not, people think they have a WordPress challenge or WordPress question, but a lot of the times they're trying to basically get more people to their website or get more customers, that sort of thing. So when you ask a question and someone says, uh, so how do I do this in WordPress? 
And now I have started asking them, but what are you trying to achieve? And then they say, I want this pop-up to show up. No, but after that pop-up shows up, what are you actually trying to achieve? Uh, so they will give me their email address and I'll say, no, but after you have the email address, what's your end goal? And that sort of helps people to think, oh yeah, so what I'm really trying to do is reach more people. And sometimes you can say, then pop-up is not the best way to do that. Maybe go and uh, go to your network of friends or go to your current customers and just, if you have 10 customers, just ask each one of them, can you introduce me to one more person? And the results you will get that way will be better than maybe adding a pop-up on your website. And that really uh, resonates with a lot of people that I talk to. Yeah, being strategic about it and thinking about the reasons before we get so wrapped up in the the techni technical technicalities of things. <laughs> we sometimes forget what the ultimate goal and their initial objective was. So that's, I'm sure that's really helpful and people probably are taken aback by that question sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and I did all of these mistakes uh, when I was starting Nestify. So I know what they're uh, thinking when they're trying to like add a pop-up on their website or do something with WordPress or uh, do something with their website. and it sort of feels funny that I used to do the same thing, hoping that this will move the needle in my business, but actually I should, should have been doing this and just sharing that is really helpful. And sometimes you learn different use cases about WordPress. Someone is trying to do something that you have never seen before. And I, I'm a lot a lot of the times I'm sur surprised that, huh, you can do that with WordPress and you learn something new. So that's always fun. Yeah, that, that I get that. So you were talking about advice and helping out at Happiness Bar and sharing advice. And I, I want to ask you about that. Rahul, what's the best piece of advice that someone's ever given you that you've successfully implemented in your life? Or maybe it came from a book or a, a song or one of your travels. What's the best advice you've ever discovered, heard, and implemented in your life? So the best, probably the best advice I got uh, in terms of uh, building a product and uh, on the business side of things was two months ago uh, at this conference, Saster in San Francisco, uh, someone told me the best thing you can do when you're building a product is just go to someone you have never met Tell them, give them your laptop and tell them to use your product and just watch them for 15 minutes. And you can learn the amount of things you learn in that 15 minutes will be more than analyzing six months of analytics and different things and logs and so on and all sorts of uh, usability testing reports. And I sort of implemented that at uh, WordCamp Phoenix. I also uh, did some testing at uh, some meetups in Knoxville. I sort of just give my laptop to someone and tell them, hey, can you just do whatever you want with this software? And the body language of that person or the reactions, you can learn so much. And this sounds like obvious advice, have users use your product, but that's completely changed my life. And I've learned so much in the last two weeks or three weeks compared to everything I've done since the starting of my company. Interesting. Was it a WordPress person who gave you that advice? Was it a business owner? 
Uh, that was someone from sales background. <laughs> yeah, that's a great that's a great suggestion. I always recommend that to clients, and we very rarely do that on client websites. But I always think it would be fascinating to do. I think most people think that that they know what their customer wants or how somebody will use their website or their product, and maybe they're a little bit of afraid. So it's brave of you to do that because you may yeah. make more work for yourself, right? And the things that you think are working or what you think you're getting across is not getting across at all. And then that means more work for you. So it takes some courage to do that, I think. Yeah. And the beauty of this is this sounds so obvious advice, but when you do that and the things you learn, that really makes a difference. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And I imagine being there in person and you're not just watching where the mouse is going. You can see where their eyes are gazing. You can watch their body language as they say, ah, I don't get this. Or exactly. oh, when yeah. they click on something and it does this and, and really having that, that intimate experience of watching them use the product. What's your, what's your biggest challenge? And whether it's relating to work or it's something in your own private life, personal life, what's your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it or how are you working on it currently? So I come from engineering background and running a business. It's a completely different uh, challenge than just like building something on your laptop. And this is something I struggle with a lot still. And I'm trying to get better at that is delegating things to others and actually spending time on working on business and not just adding a new feature to your product or whatever you're building. So, and to do that, I sort of, um, having, uh, concrete goals for the week, uh, for the month helps. And most of those goals, if they're on the business side of things, uh, to achieve them, you have to spend more time, not engineering or not, building features, but actually going out and talking to people, having meetings and so on. And so again, a uh, bit of planning and scheduling helps with that. And every day I'm trying to get better at this and delegating uh, things that others can do more and more. That can be a real challenge. That's for sure. That can be definitely a challenge. And with that, speaking of, organizing our time and planning. We are out of time. Rahul, it's been an absolute pleasure to spend some time with, out, with you out here in our little virtual hallway. Before we wrap this up, will you please share where people can find you online? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at Nginx Reload and my company website is scaledynamics.com. That's uh, D-Y-N-A-M-I-X.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really enjoyed meeting you and hearing about your business and your approach to your business. And, um, and thanks for sharing your story, Rahul. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thanks, Rahul. We look forward to seeing you speak at a WordCamp soon. Take yeah. care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, 
ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.